Hello and welcome to Flip a Script, where we read submitted scripts for the first time in radio play fashion, embracing whatever inspirations or mistakes may occur. And I promise you, there'll be a lot of mistakes. We've already started that today. Um, I'm Michael Cole, but I'm joined this week by the Joey Skaggs. Just the, the, the Joey, Joey Skaggs. Dad, oh, okay. the jo- Ooh, fancy. And who are you? Adario Mercadante. That's right, you are. We've got Colin the Roadie Buckingham on the knobs and levers. So this week's script is part one of a three-part epic written by Joey Skaggs because y'all need to listen to some scripts. It's called Welcome to Ragged Rock. Adario, based on the title, what do you think it's about? I'm going to assume a band of rebels called Ragged Rock. They're going to take back the kingdom from the evil tyrant, Shortstone. Michael, what do you think it's about? I think it's about a bunch of Muppets live underground, and there's an evil wizard that's coming after them, and they all have to work together to overthrow him. Oh, I get it. Okay. Noel. Let's see. What do I think Ragged Rock is about? Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, one of those really cheap, sexy grocery store novels. Like, Ooh. oh, do me on Ragged Rock. <gasps> I wish mm. those three scripts <laughs> sound better than anything I've written. So <laughs> let's know. get into it. Yo, this is Flip a Script. Today, our special guest, Noel Dragon. What's up, Fabes? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. Tell us, what are you doing lately? Uh, what am I doing lately? Uh, well, lately, I, I, so I'm, I'm a musician yeah. uh, most of the time at Disneyland. Nice. So I'm in the middle Ooh. of actually mounting a pretty cool show. It's like a vaudeville. You know Spike Jones's? Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, that... Yeah, so yeah, it's like it's Spike Jones, yeah. weird 1950s. Think about like I Love Lucy, except they all like have instruments and like cowbells and like ratchets and weird. Is there going to be like an adult version that's a spinoff of Chicago? Um, because Disney probs not, but uh, <laughs> there will be a Toy Story. Uh, we're doing a You Got a Friend in Me and uh, some of the other classic Pixar some, ones. Some for deep when cuts they, to our childhood. Some deep cuts to your childhood. That's I exactly love it. right. So that's what I'm doing. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Noel, so glad to have you join us. Um, I'm glad you get to start us out. Um, we are starting a three-part saga, I guess I could say. Um, so, and Welcome to Ragged Rock is the first part of the saga. Um, boys, it is a Western. Stick them up. Yeah, I figured most of our accents are Southern, Southern Bells. Let's go to Western. So I decided when I was writing. Lucky, punk. Yeah. So when I was writing the script, I was like, (laughs) I went ahead and I was going to lean into that. I was like, you guys like to do Western, so or Western Western accents. So we're going to do a a full blown Western, and I'm super excited. I can't wait. All right. So Um, give us our characters and let's before begin. i do that all right i have a a elite uh, an uh, opening monologue for Ooh. you guys um, that will kind of set the tone you shouldn't mm. have and then yes just for you guys <laughs> and then uh we'll get into characters okay all right, all right. here we go greetings from ragged rock my name is bill cooper i'm the mayor of this here small town Ragged Rock was named after the mountains where we reside at the base of, standing honestly as our Goliath. It's a small town complete with a local blacksmith, a coal mine, 
Tandy's general store, the local saloon, and a church. We have built this town from nothing and take great pride in our accomplishments. For years, we have lived in peace, carving out our own little slice of success here in the West. That has changed recently, however. There's been a murder. It started out as just disappearances. Gavin Richards was the first one to go missing, and everyone assumed he had fled the coop. The town had named him a coward and forgot all about it. And then the others went missing. Rebecca Brantwood, Donnie Little, Jimmy Montego, Deputy Lou Howard, and young Bentley Abram. Gavin hadn't left. He was taken, along with the five others. The seventh was the only one that appeared back in town. His arms ripped from his torso, and his stomach was ripped open, and his insides had been removed, as if his guts had been feasted upon. I'm afraid, good sirs, that we are dealing with no man, but a beast. And that is why I write to you, the Bishop Brothers. Our town needs someone to save us from this monster. I heard you two are the best at your services, no matter how morally corrupt they may be. Come to my town and save the people of Ragged Rock. And I can promise you, you will be generously compensated for your work. But please, make haste with your decision and travel now, for we can sometimes hear the monster cry from his nest high above in Ragged Rock Mountain. And the town shutters their windows and doors in fear. The life has left this town, and I need you two to bring it back. So ride west, gunslingers. Fight for the innocent and the weak. Heed our call and be our heroes. Climb to the top of Ragged Rock Mountain and slay the beast. We are running out of time. Regards, Mayor Bill Cooper. about Muppets. Uh, yeah, I, I might have been. Wait, wait. But, well, wait, wait all right, so like, okay, okay, so Bill Cooper may be a Muppet, right? And, mean, and in his own Muppet world, he's a normal person, right? So all the other more, so like, we're seeing his, <laughs> through his point of view. Right. We don't right. actually see him, though. Like on 30 Rock, when Kenneth, th- like, views everyone as yes. a Muppet. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, let's be real, though. Where the lady mayor's at? Like, why, oh, why, mm-hmm. why are there no mayoresses? I don't know. If, if we could go back in time and, and shake some shit up. It's okay. We so, can go to the future and fix yeah, this. We like can Firefly, fix that. season one, episode season one. one. I'm just saying. The mayoress. Mayoress wouldn't have this problem. She would have taken care mayoress of it. Mayoress <laughs> would have fixed this shit a while ago. She would have sniped you during mm-hmm. the drug deal outside of town. would have hired a fucking babysitter and taken care of it herself. Yeah. Absolutely. Men got to call for help. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Lady and gents, I'm super excited. So, let's talk about your characters. Ooh, please. Um, so, obviously, we have... The Bishop Brothers, who, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Adari, you got a problem with that? No. Just say, like, brother, we have a brotherly theme uh, yeah. going on right I don't know, now. I just thought of, like, two identical twins who are like, we're the Bishop Brothers. Mm. <laughs> Odd sightings about town, eh? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <What>? quagmire. <laughs> yeah. Two of them, though. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't write it that way, but if that's how you interpret it, Jesus. <laughs> God help us all. Is um, that is that going to be the uh, voice you go with? Nope. Nope. We'll no. see. Oh, okay. No. So don't, like, I, I wrote them as me. like you know like hardcore like they're the heroes of the thing, but they're a little rugged. But absolutely, by all means, play them how you want. Just know that we have to stick with these characters for three more episodes. Oh, you we'll know see. that. You better know. 
Because I'm going to stick so good to that dialect, it's not even... I'm, I may lose myself. I might Say goodbye to to like, go real extreme to make sure it's something that I can remember to keep doing. Yeah. Because I'm really bad about just changing accents in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. What's your well, best... What's your... What's your best foreign accents? Oh, like I think accent. it's What's offensive. What's your best foreign accent? <laughs> <laughs> I get real offensive probably because it'd be like, I don't even know. Yeah, no. What? How do Canadians say it again? Do I forgot yeah. you're about to do a You don't track. have to do them. Like, I, trust me, I know that pressure when they're like, a? show me your accents. Oh God, that's a word. Let's. I'll, I'm sorry, A. I don't. <laughs> I mean, that still sounds local, but I just wanted to check and see if you had something to pull from. If it was, like, European, you could drop it down to, like, a, you know, coastal, I don't know. You know that coastal accent? Yeah. Coastal Absolutely. accent. Can, Y'all know I it. Could, you know, the I, coast. Yeah. I could do, like, a Robin Williams doing a bad German accent. I don't, it's bad. It's really, it's, that's, this is terrible. Oh, I really hope Joey was like, It's like, Ooh, betty, it's like betty. Furman. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Got a actually. German doctor character just for you, Mike. Oh, Ooh. good. All right. I'll write him into the next one, guys. All right. Um, okay, so Adara, you, you'll be playing the role of Smitty Bishop. Smitty Bishop. Yep, that's Smitty. you. Smitty. And um, Smitty. Mike, you'll you'll be Walter Bishop. I just have like well, you can be the Walter. name Walter. 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 What do you want me to do? <laughs> no, okay, go back. <laughs> that was terrible. Sick Take it back. Yep. No. no Walter. No Walter. Um, yeah. So you are Walter Bishop. You are the older brother, and you are you're the kind of the guy in charge. Smitty. Oh, so I gotta really. I do I need to like go for the test? like, brother. <laughs> Well, that, again, with the Macho Man, I'm Randy just, Savage. You don't think Macho Man Randy Savage could have ruled the rest? I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you can keep that up. If you can keep that up for three episodes. Mike's like staring at Joey as he does that impersonation. It's real off-putting. Yeah, I can't look at him. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you're the older brother, Walter Bishop. Um, and then for this first scene... Noel, there is a a wanderer, a man who appears, Ooh. Um, and you will be playing him. He is kind of like a starved, <laughs> Just dying says man. Yeah, yeah. You you don't even warrant a, a named character in the first right. scene. Apparently, Excellent. he's just supposed like, to be mysterious. I'm gonna sell the shit out of it. <laughs> he's he's like a starving, dying man, just starving, wandering. Starving, dying man. Yep. Cool. Does he like become? A, is he like a secret wizard or something? Is um. I don't. To be honest, I have not written the second or third script yet. So. All right. Well, keep that in mind. Yeah. Because I love it. Yeah. Cool. If I have the ideas, please, please, God, send them to me. Um. Okay. Um. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do this. I'm gonna commit it? to it. <clears throat> Exterior desert day. The desert is vast, dusty, and empty. The afternoon sun beats down on the wasteland, and not a single living critter is anywhere in sight. And then two riders on horseback enter. The Bishop Brothers, 30s, dressed in dark leather jackets and two black cowboy hats, ride across the dry land. Walter and Smitty hold a stern face and stare straight ahead, searching for their destination. Off in the distance, they see a tall mountain. Is that it? I reckon so. Looks like we'll make it there before nightfall. Love it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you go. Yeah. Dude, so so these are just so I'm clear. These are the two like 
guys that this 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 poor mayor spent all this money on postage <laughs> to get these two these two who are yeah. gonna save them from the like steroid eagle yeah. that's yeah. been like you know prometheusing the town okay yeah. cool yeah feathers right, the ferocious cool. great <laughs> do they not sound like it is that what you're implying no it's good it's good keep going <laughs> do you know how hard it is to be masculine when you're a man, <laughs> do you know what that means? That means what was I doing before? I, Apparently not being masculine. <laughs> All right, here we, go. Let's, here we go. Let's man it up, though. Smitty continues to stare wonderingly at the mountain. Hold on, I've lost my place. <laughs> Ragged Rock Mountain. What sort of monsters do you harbor? Walter smirks. This ain't no damn monster. You heard the mayor. People go missing, bodies half feet up and shit. How long we been out here doing this, bouncing from town to town? We've overthrown a corrupt sheriff, robbed banks, rescued children from a coal mine. I even killed a man who'd been cheating on their wives. Shit. And I even killed men who'd been cheating on their wives. In all our travels, have you ever seen a monster? Smitty looks over to his older brother and cocks an eyebrow. I ain't never seen a prostitute shit on a man's chest. Don't mean it ain't happening. Wait. Walt. Try that again. Walt. (laughs) (laughs) Walter pulls out. (laughs) So he cocks it and pulls out. Yeah. Cool. Walter pulls the reins on his horse to stop and looks back at his brother. You must have been dropped on your head as a baby, I swear. You are fucking stupid. Yeah, but I shoot like a son of a bitch, though. Smitty takes a six-shooter revolver out of his holster and spins it around his trigger finger with lightning speed and then shoves it back in the holster. That is the only reason I keep you around. Well, I'm just saying that you don't know it ain't a monster. What could it be? Oh, I don't know. A bear? You think a bear ate seven people? A hungry bear? Walter becomes distracted and he sees a faint image approaching them from the direction of the town. It appears to be a man. You see that? I do. Walter reaches for his holster and places a firm hand on the pistol. The man draws closer. He is dressed in ragged clothing, worn and torn from the beaten and... Oop, oop. He is dressed in ragged clothing, worn and torn and beaten from the harsh desert environment. He seems weak and struggles to put on... Fuck. He seems weak and struggles to put one foot in front of the other as he walks up to the two men. Who goes there? The mysterious man doesn't answer and just slowly keeps his pace. He begins to mutter something under his breath. From the sky, an angel of death, the entire... Very nice. Pardon? Friend? The man is right on the brothers now, and they see that he is dirty and rough. His feet are bleeding as he has no boots on for protection. The man finally stops and seems to notice that the brothers are sitting on the horses. You're going the wrong way. We're headed to the Ragged Rock. Ragged Rock is the wrong way. You don't want to go there. Why you say that? Smitty seems eager and also afraid of what the man has to say. Nothing there but death. There's something wrong with that town. Well, that's why we're here. We were sent here to kill that animal that just keeps killing people. 
The man's eyes fall to the desert floor, and he begins to stare blankly into the dirt. That monster is the least of your worries. You should be worried about where it came from. Where exactly did it come from? The man then slowly turns to look up at Smitty. It fell from the sky! It's a fallen angel that will only stop when it destroys everything. The two brothers look at each other in confusion and amusement. The people in town are too stupid to realize it, but I saw it. It fell from the sky and it landed at the top of that mountain. You saw it? The man nods his head. Then he turns his gaze back down to the ground and then slowly continues to walk past the brothers. Wait a minute now. Where are you going? It's me to leave him alone. He's obviously crazy. The man ignores Walter's comments. I'm leaving. God has forsaken Ragged Rock. And the townsfolk are blind to it. I will not have the same fate as them. The man continues to walk off into the desert. He echoes one last thing to the Bishop Brothers as the distance continues to separate them. Have fun with your beans. <laughs> Perfect. Fades the- into the distance. <laughs> The bishops turn back to each other. Still think it's a bear? I do. You gonna believe the ramblings of a drifter headed out into the desert with no supplies, no weapons, not even a pair of boots. Just the raggedy old clothes on his back. How far you think he'll make it out of here? That man wants to die. Well, if he wanted to die, why not stay in town and wait to be eaten? Walter gathers his reins and kicks his horse to continue headed to the town. He calls back to his brother. Can't explain the crazy folks, Smitty. You drive yourself crazy trying to. Smitty follows after his brother, and the two continue on their final stretch through the desert and into the town at the base of a mountain known as Ragged Rock. Insane. So, guys. Wow, really laying it on thick. What? Really laying it on thick. I yeah, like you got it. that molasses just dripping yeah, out of your just mouth. Drip. Molasses. I'm not going to lie, the brothers sound a little stupid. <laughs> they yeah, do they sound do a little stupid. stupid. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if they gonna, they're going to pull it out later on. Yeah. Well, God, I hope so. It's one of those uh, savant, idiot savants, you know? <laughs> they keep accidentally shooting the bad guy, and they're like, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, what's, I feel like they're, they're a note and more intelligent than the uh, than previous pairs of uh, heroes. That's true. Noel, if you would have been here for the previous scripts, these characters are definitely more intelligent than what these guys are wow, used to. you yeah. must have a gift for writing for those kinds <laughs> yeah. of characters. Yeah. This is my audience. It's, it's a two-man audience. <laughs> it's Dario and Mike. Um, yeah, Dario, I know you have um, comprehension issues. Are, are you good? Are you caught up? Um, are you comprehending? I've, I'm completely caught up. So far, awesome. we're in Ragged Rock. We're dudes. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's a monster. <laughs> yes, so that is where we are at, Adario. Um, shall we continue? Yes, please. Lady and gents. Okay. <clears throat> Exterior, Ragged Rock Mount. Oh. Exterior, Ragged Rock Main Street. Dusk. The two Bishop brothers stroll into town. There seems to be only a few main streets in the town, all converging to the center of Ragged Rock, where the town hall sits. 
and a large clock tower stands high above it. There is little commotion in the town. Citizens walk down the street from the local general store and to the saloon. But there doesn't seem to be much bustle happening for a town this size. Everyone seems to be on edge, almost looking over their shoulders as they walk the streets. Behind the clock tower stands the mountain, shadowy in stature. The final rays of the day's sun still shimmer off the peak, but they are sinking fast and darkness slowly consumes the mountain. Well, this is some ominous shit. A man approaches the two on the street. He is short and round. His leather jacket and boots are nearly pristine and almost untouched. His face is half hidden by his long gray beard and a small bowler cap sits atop his head. This is, no doubt, Mayor Bill Cooper. Well, howdy. You boys must be the Bishop Brothers. Walter and Smitty dismount their horses and approach Bill. That we are. Walter extends his hand to the mayor. Bill accepts and greets the two. So very pleased to meet you. I'm Mayor Bill Cooper. Welcome to Ragged Rock. Bill turns around and extends his arm behind him, showcasing the western town. It's a lovely joint you run here. Indeed it is. This town is my family. We've worked so hard to build this place for our families and our future. I guess it seems that something seems to be taking a bite out of that future, huh? The mayor shoots a sharp eye to Walter. Well, I don't take kindly to making jokes about the deaths of our own people. But we are in desperate need of your skills. So I can overlook your poor manners. My apologies, sir. Fucking dumb nuts. Bill turns down the main street. Oh, Bill turns to head down Main Street, leading the brothers throughout the, leading the brothers through the town. Jesus. That was hard. I know that was hard. I, I can I can read the stage directions. Do you want to switch the stage yeah. directions real quick? Alright. Bill yeah. turns to head down Main Street, leading the brothers through town. People of Ragged Rock are strong and dedicated. But sorry. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. If like, you need to go back and read, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, again, Noel. Okay. Bill turns to head down Main Street, leading the brothers through town. The people of Ragarock are strong and dedicated, but this whole mess is shaking us to our core. If we don't do something to stop these disappearances, then I'm afraid that we may lose our hope, and this town will crumble to the ground. In your letter, you said. You seem to think it was a monster doing this? Well, that is the running theory. No one has actually seen the creature. However, this town began to hear those growls and cries coming from the mountain at just around the same time folks started to disappear. Then I suppose they just let their imagination run wild. And then, of course, the body showed up. Dun dun dun! Well, if you don't think that that's what's doing this, then why did you bring us all the way out here? Listen, I know about your past. I know you've robbed a bank in a small town named Kremlin. I know you burned a man's house to the ground with him still inside of it, just because someone paid you to do so. The brothers look to each other, then regretfully back to the mayor. I also know you saved a little girl's life from the hands of a deranged kidnapper, and that you stopped a gang of thieves from overtaking another town just a few days' ride from here. You're not bad men. You're just what I like to call opportunists. 
and I'm giving you an opportunity to find out what is happening to all my people who keep going missing. And maybe after that, you can go up into the mountain and kill whatever's making that noise, just so the people of this town will feel a little bit safer. So what is what is the noise exactly? Hmm. Um, it's like a hey oh yeah. oh I like that hey oh yeah that's great. Is it a bird maybe or is it like a like more of like a? It like seemed to think it was maybe a plane. At least Walter oh, thinks it's a bear. I'd, like an aqua monster. But, ooh, like gurgling. Like, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, 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 like a, a hmm. bubbling spring. Aqua monsters <laughs> definitely. Live I mean, on you've top seen of holes, right? I think it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, that's true. I really, I really like the idea of that. Do that again? Yeah, what was that? I like to think that like it's like a chupacabra. Chupacabra, Native American war cry. I love it. You have to swallow That's why they were called squalls. I will sample all of those, and then whenever the monster does cry out, spoiler alert, Great. I'll just like edit that in. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we established that. Thank you. I love it. Um, all right, Smitty. Well, sir, we're not exactly men of law or detectives. Don't you think you ought to leave the investigating to the professionals? Well, you're all we got. Our lawmen have been some of the few who have vanished. You guys are outsiders. You're a symbol of the people of this town. You're a rare, help- rare, what? 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 You what? can't hear me? No, uh, what we like? You guys are outsiders. You're a symbol to the people of this town. That help is coming. You will find a way, I'm sure. Well, as nice as all this sounds, we don't exactly get paid in kind thoughts and a sense of self-goodness. What's in it for us? Mayor Bill laughs at the cowboy's request. He turns and places his hand on Walter's shoulder. Ah! Well now, that much I did expect. Everything in this town of mine is at your disposal. Whiskey, women, gold. It can all be yours. Tell anyone that you're on my tab and I'll take care of you. Once you guys are finished, if you feel like you still need more, just name your price and I'll do right by you. Smitty looks to his older brother, wide-eyed and full of excitement. Hot damn, you little rascal. Got yourself a deal. The mayor turns back and continues to walk down the street, and the brothers follow. Good, good. Well, I wish I could give you a proper tour of Ragnarok, but I have much to do, as do you too. I recommend you start your journey by talking to Jeremiah Stonewall. He was one of the ones who went missing and was gone for a few days. He was the only to return back to town without any real explanation as to why. Bill stops to point up the saloon. Bill stops to point up the saloon. Ooh, fuck that up, didn't I? Wow, fuck that up. <laughs> All right. Bill stops to point up the saloon just a few feet off Main Street. You can find him there. Poor bastard Holly leaves the joint. Bill turns back to the brothers and shakes their hands once more. Good luck to you both. This town is counting on you. If you ever need me, you can find me in my office at Town Hall. Ragged Rock is lucky to have you. The mayor turns and walks away. The brothers look at each other, then up to the saloon. Well, I guess I could use a drink or two. Nope, nope, not what that says. (laughs) Well, I guess I could use a drink for myself. 
Nope. Nope. Try again. Nope. <laughs> it says. I can oh, it says. Well, I guess I could use a drink or four myself. You goddamn right. Got it first time. Ding, yeah, you ding, all ding. fucking suck. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they head to the swinging doors of the saloon and quickly enter. Um. Yeah. Noel, you've got a character coming up. Cool. You were going to play the Jeremiah Stonewall. Oh, shit. Jeremiah Stonewall question mark? Oh, question? no, that's Walter's line. Sorry. You just oh. have to read everything <laughs> confused. That sounds like a great character. Like, Jeremiah if you just like, put a question, question mark? mark at the yeah. end of <laughs> someone's character name. Jeremiah Stonewall? You're Abigail Crenshaw? <laughs> I don't believe you. And every time you say it, you have to be like, Abigail yeah. Crenshaw? <laughs> I'm envious of like the Spanish speaking language because their questions oh, they start get, with the upside down know. question mark. So you know, you in know, advance. I bet reading scripts in Spanish is so fun because you're like, oh, I already know it's a question before yes, I get to the end. That seems so helpful. I know. Speaking of questions, what's going to happen next to our heroes? Oh, shit. Oh, you're yeah, trying to get back? Okay. <laughs> should we should get back. Let's get back. Okay. Yeah, I, I will take back over. All right. Although you're you much better reins, at it than I so. am. Um, so yeah, you'll play Jeremiah Stonewall, and I then will. Mike, you will eventually be playing the drunk old man at the bar when he pops up. How old is he? Like 70s. It's, okay. it's in the script. Okay. So yeah. Um, oh, lost my spot. Smooth. <laughs> Welcome uh, to my Bottom help. of 11. Uh, top of, bottom 11, yeah. Interior, ragged saloon, night. Walter and Smitty enter the bar. They look around them and see that there are only a handful of patrons in the saloon. A man is playing a somber tune on the piano in the corner. A single barkeep stands behind the bar washing glasses that no one seems to be using. He must be so bored. So bored. <laughs> There's a drunken old man sitting at the bar alone. Another loner sits at a table across the room. A woman with her boots kicked up on the table and her hat is drawn down to cover her eyes. There's another table with a couple men drinking and playing a game of cards. Then there is another man sitting at a table, staring blankly over his glass of whiskey. Why don't you go up to the bar and order us some glasses of their finest? I'm going to start talking to some folk. You should do the same. See what we can find out. Will do. How about after? We snag ourselves some sweet little ladies for hire. I'm sure this town has some gorgeous women willing to do a lot for some local heroes like us. You really eager to finally have some woman shit on your chest? <laughs> what is this <laughs> Dude, what like, kind of porn are you like, watching? How Why does this, this keep coming back? So I was so close. <laughs> yeah. oh. Almost made it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... I mean, this is the motif you choose. This is it. Like, this is right. the one this crude beautiful thing. Beautiful landscape. Yeah. Did, mm. I know. This is the one crude thing I got in the script. So can I? We, hey, I, I want to ask something real twice. quick. I want to ask something real quick. Hey, okay, Google. What's a motif? A decorative design or pattern. All right, I knew that. Y'all get back to it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Shitting on the chest. Uh, that was literally the one vulgar moment. Of course, we mentioned it earlier. But, but like, why not like? Like, oh, I'm shitting on your right thigh. Or, Ooh, like, like, there, I feel like there's so many, like, there's a lot your of left parts. kneecap. That's some 70s. To be honest, I heard, I, I heard, when I first heard about the actual idea of, like, some woman, like, a prostitute shitting on a man's chest, I was very <laughs> young, and it has stuck in with me since. So here I am. I'm 
getting it out. All right, kids, don't don't watch yeah. porn before yeah, this the is age not for of kids. eighteen. I'm okay. exercising that demon from my body, so I have to write it on paper <laughs> and make you other fools read it. So, Walter, do you want to read that again, or should we? Yeah, skip? I got it. Okay. <sighs> You're really eager to finally have some woman shit on your chest, I see. I'd much rather have some woman. Oh. <laughs> I'd much rather have some woman do her deed on me than fight some mountain beast. We're travelers. Time to open up to new experiences. Just get out of here and see what you can find. Smitty nods his hat to Walter and then heads to the bar. Walter walks up to the man sitting alone at the table who is still staring blankly into space. Jeremiah Stonewall. Is that a question? Mm. Try it again, maybe? <laughs> Jeremiah Stonewall. See, if this was in Spanish, you would know that before you even started reading. <laughs> right, there we go. Back to our point. <laughs> Sorry, Walter, one more time. All right. Jeremiah Stonewall. The man looks up to see the gunslinger, dressed in worn leather, his pistol sticking out from his hip, and his black hat resting on his head. Who are you? The name's Walter Bishop. I hear you had yourselves a little vacation not too long ago. I'm going to change up this voice. Just leave me alone. (laughs) Let me drink in peace. Okay, Jeremiah. Walter ignores the request and sits down at the table with Jeremiah. I'm afraid I can't do that. I've been sent here to figure out where everyone keeps disappearing to. You're the only one who's come back. I need to know what happened to you. Jeremiah takes a big swig from his glass. He wipes his chin as a drop of whiskey falls from the corner of his mouth. Ugh, I'm so messy. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you like I told the rest. I don't know what happened. I went up to the mountains to look for the others who went missing, and then I got to the top, like, I guess. And then, like, the next thing I know, I'm back in town, standing in front of the clock tower with no idea how I got there. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. (laughs) But you didn't see that coming. Did not. Oof. Walter sits back in his chair, listening to the man tell his tale. And, like, everyone was so happy to see me. (laughs) And they said, I had been gone for days, but, like, I felt like I had just been gone for, like, a few hours. And I went up to the mountain for, like, just a few hours previous. And to be honest, Mr. Bishop, I have, like, no idea where I fucking was. (laughs) And, like, frankly, that scares the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah takes another gulp from his whiskey. Walter looks into the man's eyes, trying to read him. For... (laughs) (laughs) This makes this so much better. <laughs> For a moment, he notices a small green shimmer sparkle off of his eye. Walter turns to see if anything had caused it, but sees nothing out of the ordinary. When he turns back, it's gone. Jeremiah sits, staring back at Walter. Walter shakes it off. So I don't suppose you remember seeing anything up there. Like a creature of some sort, do you? Jeremiah shakes his head, but becomes visibly uncomfortable. Uh, I, I don't know. No, I don't remember anything. Jeremiah, you seem frightened. If you're thinking about going up there, like, seriously, don't. 
Monster or not, nothing good waits up there for you, Mr. Bishop. <laughs> Jeremiah jumps up from his seat and looms over Walter. I'd advise you to calm down, boy. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Go up there and see for yourself. Whatever, I'm done talking. It's your death wish. Jeremiah Stonewall leaves the table and rushes out of the swinging doors into the night. Sachets, I believe. Sachets. Like a drunken little college girl. Woo! Um, Alright, so now we're going to switch over to Smitty's conversation. And uh, Mike, you'll be the Ron character. Okay. And I had, I mean, that's amazing. I had not pictured that at all. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just making some choices. Just yeah. Some character yeah, choices. it's great choices. We can go back and reshoot that if you like. Yeah. I mean, no, it's that'll work. I uh, mean, the cameras in here are pretty expensive to rent. <laughs> so true. We'll probably have to, sh- we'll probably have to shoot that another day if we do reshoot. But anyways, right. Oh, Noel, you also be playing the role of Judy. She pops up. I get a girl. Yeah. You're right. Cool. Yeah. She's a cool can, chick. Is she like the prostitute that gets her chest, no, no, chest no. shit on? She's a badass. <laughs> okay. Cool. We can switch. I usually do the women on this podcast. I mean, I mean, if you, oh. it's Mike. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Unless you, unless you want to have to have a conversation with yourself. No. Where's yeah. my? <laughs> no, Where's Mike, my woman no, Mike. Role? Down, down, boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Interior ragged saloon. Moments before, Smitty walks up to the bar ragged saloon. The barkeep walks up to him. I'll have what this man's having. Smitty points over to the old man, late 70s, sitting alone at the bar. The bartender nods and begins to pour Smitty a drink and then slides it to him on the bar. Smitty grabs his drink and then goes to sit next to the drunken loner. He raises his glass to the man. Here's to being alive. What's your name, partner? The man laughs and grabs his drink to cheer Smitty. <laughs> the name's wrong. <laughs> I love it. He's seventy. Going. Seventy is close to death, and the old. I want to hear you do this voice for yeah. an entire act. Yeah, so you have a whole continue. scene like this. <laughs> Name's Ron. Ron Buckley, and I'll drink to that. Their glasses clank, and they both throw back their drinks to the mouth. I shouldn't even be alive. Oh, uh, no, don't say that, Ron. You may be one old son bitch, but you look like you got a lot of fight left in you. Ron left. <laughs> well, thank you kindly, but I'll bit. <laughs> got it. You committed, bro. Dude, yeah. Well, thank you kindly, but I'll bit literally. I should not be here. What do you mean? Ron raises his hand and motions for Smitty to come closer. He leans into his ear to whisper something to him. Ah, Dodd. Smitty jumps back and looks at the old man, unsure of what the man means. Well, how the hell did that happen? I think I died in a fire. This was years and years ago. On, on moment, oh, I'm at home getting ready to lay down for bed. The next, I'm in some weird place. It looked like good old ragged rock, but it sure as wasn't. 
It was darker, and the air had a certain thickness to it. There's really no other way to describe it. Mike, you sound like you're in so much pain. I'm so happy that you're doing this. And I like how, like, hypothetically, as, like, the dead guy, you're like, I'm going to go to the bar. Yeah, like, yeah, of like, all the places you can go, like, I'm not going to see my wife or my kids. Mm. I'm just going to go to the bar and yeah. be dead. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you can't overdose. Like, yeah, there's no there's no consequence, right? Like, I can just, I'm already dead. I might as well just, like, true. drink all the liquor. It's like an alcoholic sixth sense. Yeah. The most drunken ghost. Rob Schneider this <laughs> summer the most is. drunken <laughs> ghost. Yes. Yeah. Jeremiah Stonewall. Yes, Jeremiah. <laughs> yes, Jeremiah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Smitty watches the old man as he speaks, completely captivated by his story. I was absolutely somewhere else. All I could smell was ash, and the air, it was so thick. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Shit? And the air, it was so thick. I felt like I was... Wait, wait, the air was thick? It was, <laughs> it was yeah. thick air. It had... It Sorry, was, guys. It's okay, I give you a pass because you're dead. It was so thick, I felt like I was choking. Ron takes another sip from his drink. This place was confused. <laughs> stop, stop. You're doing so good, Mike. All right. This All right. place was confusing, too. I remember trying to figure out where I was. And it seemed like every time I would try to form a thought, I would just start thinking about something else. And then so on and so on. It was truly maddening. Well, you're here now. Are you sure it wasn't a dream? Ron laughs and shakes his head. No, no. I have no idea how long I was there because of the confusion. But I do remember a man came to get me. And I told me shit. He told me to follow him. He eventually led me to a door. Then bam. I was back here in Ragged Rock standing outside my home. It was burnt to ash. Everything I had was gone. Yet here I stood, as right as rain. Smitty lowers his jaw, astonished at the old man's tale. Who was the man? The one that came to get you? I'm pretty sure his name was Stonewall. Smitty looks puzzled. You mean... Jeremiah Stonewall? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Batch. That was great. Ron laughs. <laughs> no. That that son of a bitch. He did remind me of Jeremiah, though. Except this fella had some courage. Ron then looks up to Smitty, trying to figure something out. After a moment, he speaks again. Is your name Bishop? Yeah. How did you... Yeah, I thought I recognized your face. Before Smitty gets a chance to respond, he hears someone yelling across the bar. He looks over to see Walter talking to whom he assumes is Jeremiah Stonewall as he dashes from the table and exits the saloon. Smitty gets up and walks over to his brother. 
What was all that about? I'm not quite sure. Shit. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta jump back into it. I'm not quite sure. But something seems off about this place. Smitty looks back to the old man sitting at the bar. Yeah, you can say that again. We should go see some of the family of those who went missing. See if we can find out any more about them. Wasn't there a boy on the list the mayor gave us? Bentley or something. Maybe we should start with him. Walter nods in agree. Woo! Walter nods in agreement. Then out of the corner of his eye, he sees the woman sitting at the table a few yards away drop her feet to the ground and tilt her hat back to the top of her head. She's beautiful, foreign, and mysterious, and quickly draws a keen eye from, the, from Smitty as well. She gets up to make her way to the Bishop Brothers. The two are frozen in her allure. You boys must be the hired gun from out of town. Oh, I love it. That's so great. You said for I know, I'm I said a, I'm for I'm going to go kind of for Yeah, like that's what I was hoping for. Okay. That's what I, mean, I was like hoping Asia for. Not like Asia foreign, because I can't do that without being offensive. Yeah, well. But, okay, we're going to go French foreign. Okay. Killed it. Killed it. Cool. Um, okay. The boys tried to quickly collect themselves. Well, yes. Yes, we are, young lady. The name's Smitty Bishop, and this here fellow's my older brother, Walter. Smitty extends a hand to <laughs> greet the woman. She shakes. Shakes what? <laughs> shake, what shake, does shake. she shake? Does shake, she shake, shake. Shake, mm-hmm. shake your booty. Shake okay. uh, your booty. The script's kind of like up for interpretation, so... Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Smitty's got his hand out. She's got his hand then out. She is just and like, she, like, you know, she starts, she, she starts right seizing. She starts to, seizing. Yeah. You can shake this. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's yeah. how we do it in France. Smitty's falling for it. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay. One in France. Okay, so Smitty extends a hand to greet the woman. <laughs> she shakes. Fill in the blank. And I'm sure you have a name that equals your absolute beauty. Mm. My name is Judy Montango, mm. and I want to help you on your journey. Oh shit! I got a little German there. Sorry. <laughs> well, I see with a name like Montango, like she's Spanish, French, German. It seems like she's like <laughs> she's a woman of the world. I heard an interview of Steve Carell talking about his like his like character on Despicable Despicable Me, like yeah. his like villain character, and he's like. They're like, so what country is he from? And he's like, ooh, a non-regional European. <laughs> yeah. He does like a he does like an angry German character yeah, way back in the day. Like, he just yeah, yells, Flans! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he says, but it's he's about good. that loud. It's a good character. It's pretty Despicable good. Me is a cute movie. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Thank my you. name is Judy Montengo, and I want to be your journey. Well... Listen now, me and Smitty work best as a duo. There's a crowd, you know. I just heard you were looking to um, talk to the families of the missing. My husband, Jimmy, uh, disappeared a while ago and um, I wanted to bring him home. His daughter and I miss him. Smitty rolls his eyes. Well, fuck. Her husband. Sorry about your luck, boy. Boy. Walter. 
Try it again. Boy. One more time. Boy. One more time. Boy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to use them all anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. boy. Um, okay. Walter ignores Smitty's desperation. Well, we would like to know more about your husband. What was your husband doing when he went missing? Uh, we were walking in the garden, and uh, we went to collect some water at the stream at the base of the mountain. And he's convinced that the water is different than what we have in the well. Special somehow. I, I told him he shouldn't go, but that I had a feeling that something would happen. Regardless, he never came home that night. You had a feeling. I, I have a gift. Walter and Smitty turned to each other with skeptical eyes. What kind of gift? I, um... I see things, um... Mysterious things, and the things that haven't happened yet. I can look into people and read them and see what might happen to them. (coughs) Well, shit. Got ourselves a bonafide psychic on our hands. What a dumb luck day. Judy scowls back at Smitty. You must be counting, you lucky stars. I am here too. I've been waiting for you, boys. There is darkness shrouding your futures without my help. And I want to make sure you two get out alive. Because mm, you will die. Listen here. Bishop Brothers don't need no help from some magical fairy tale seductress. Ugh, I don't know if you boys have noticed, but if you're something ain't right in Ragged Rock, if you're something ain't right, if you're something, if you're something ain't right, it is wrong. <laughs> I don't know if you boys have noticed, but something ain't right in Ragged Rock. I really picked a wrong accent for Ragged Rock. <laughs> no, well, I... <laughs> All right. Ragged Rock, you're up against something you are gravely unprepared for. Whatever it is in the mountain will rip you apart and think nothing of it. Death has come to Ragged Rock. And he has your name. Bum, bum, bum. That is killing it. I... The French accent is the French murdering. Accent. The French. Ragged <laughs> rock. I what love the? it. <laughs> a French Enchanté. fortune teller chick. Oh, I love it. French fortune teller. Dude, I shouldn't, like, I was a gypsy for Halloween. Like, so I had no costume ideas. And I, like, was going to hang out with my twin nieces. They were, like, eight and my other niece is five. And they're like, you need a costume, Aunt Noelle. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So I literally put on, like, all the jewelry I own. Uh, we got, we got <laughs> I put all the jewelry and all, like, the weird scarves and, like, skirts and things. And I was, like, a gypsy. That's and brilliant. I was Russian, though. A Russian and I, like, gypsy. did this whole, I, like, brought the magic crystal ball. And I'll tell you what. Like, everyone under the age of 10, like, loses their goddamn minds when they predict their fortune. Ooh. Because, like, oh, yeah. all you have to know is, like, one fact about them. And I'm like, oh, this ball says, you are good at mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like, oh, this crystal ball says, you like the color purple. <laughs> and I'm like, genius. you know, it's really easy to please. I've never you know? thought about performing so, for, for 10-year-olds 
when I'm dressed up for Halloween because usually I'm doing stuff that. What was no, your Halloween costume this year? Um, I was, I was eleven. It was so you good. Speaking of ten year olds, it was so ten year olds. I dressed have up a as beard one. As eleven, he did. I love that. Yeah, I was like the emo eleven from season two, like where she got all like slick back hair and got the little dark eye makeup. You mean when she like that was the worst part? Yeah, it was it was a why weird did, section. Why was that even part of this series? It, 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 <laughs> it did stick out, but I liked the look, and I was like, "Damn, girl, I'm gonna do it." All right, all right, where the fuck were we? Should get back. Um, death is I'm coming sorry, to Ragnarok, and we're here's at, your name. We're at the we're, we're at the top of twenty. Oh, okay, Los Angeles, California. Death has come, oh, she's French. Okay, this has come to Ragnarok, and he has your name. Smitty and Walter take in the woman's words and for a moment are frozen in their tracks. They are finally distracted by a commotion outside. They hear the townspeople shouting in the street. The three turn to look at the window. Oop. The three turn to look out the window of the saloon and see a crowd running down the street, heading toward town hall. A man pokes through the swinging doors from outside to speak to the bar patrons. Well, they're back. Every single one of them, they're all back. Judy Montego's eyes widen, and she quickly dashes for the exit, and the brothers are quick to follow. You okay. use the word quick more I than know, every I'm realizing that. I, I realize it when I'm writing it, but I think I'm, I use it so much, it's because I'm like, I have to finish the script before tonight. I have to finish it quick, <laughs> and I'm like, quickly, yeah, quickly, so quickly. like in the front of your mind. You yeah. Get it. So quickly is... My only speed I have when I'm writing these scripts. <laughs> Quick so. is your spirit animal. Yeah, so, okay, here we go. We are, like, on the final act, lady and gents. Um, quickly, I um, just want to take a poll. Does anybody have any uh, theories as to uh, what the fuck is going on? I think you would want to take a poll, wouldn't you? I do. I'm just yeah. curious. So here's what I've gathered so far. They, there is a creature in the thing, the mayor seven, these two doofuses to come into town which may or may not be doofuses we don't know um so then they go into the saloon and they talk to one guy who has no fucking clue what's going on and then another guy who has no fucking clue what's going on so i think i don't know that's where i think where we're at so you have no clue what the fuck's going on (laughs) i think we're getting m night Shyamalan. that's very the village Oh, the villain! Yeah, isn't Adrian Brody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adrian yeah, Brody in that? What the twist? Quickly, Adario. Yes. How's this? How's this end? All right. Picture this: <laughs> the two brothers approach the monster with right. a fresh kill in its mouth, dripping blood. And as it turns around in the dark, misty night of Canyon Creek or Ragged Rock, wherever we're at, Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. <laughs> It appears to be um, just a giant man, um, and they they subdue him with bullets <laughs> to they death, and then uh, that just leads to more mystery. What created this mountain man? All right, let's get back into it. <clears throat> Here we go. Exterior town hall night. A crowd of people have has formed at the center of Ragged Rock. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. Uh, I see we have both a woman and a Judy Montego. Is this my opportunity? Um, <laughs> well, Adario was really wanting to do his accent for this, and you did get to play the drunken old man. All right, fair. Adario has only been Smitty. Fair. All right, so am I woman? Yeah, you'll be woman. <clears throat> now, if I may, 
A crowd of people has formed at the center of Ragged Rock. There is a bustle among the community as everyone gathers and stares at the base of the mountain, and a small group enters back into town. The survivors slowly walk back to their community. They seem dazed and curious as to their surroundings. Nope. They seem dazed and curious to their surroundings. Five adults and one child, all visibly exhausted and tattered. A woman screams from the crowd and charges to the young boy. Oh my god, Bentley, you're alive, my baby boy. <laughs> Perfect. It was like a southern Italian. Dario wanted to do his prospector. and that Yeah, that was... That was more of Italian. <laughs> I'm bleeding to death now. <laughs> the woman searches. Oh, the woman reaches her son and wraps him quickly up in her arms. She begins to cry. <laughs> Judy reaches town hall. Her eyes scan the crowd furiously, and finally she sees her husband. Jimmy. Is that how she yells it? Okay, fine. Jimmy! Ooh, much better. Judy runs to Jimmy and also greets him with a hug and kisses his cheeks. The Bishop brothers reach the commotion and witness the town's reunion. Mayor Bill Cooper quickly approaches them, clearly ecstatic. You fellas did it! Wait, I forgot my Bill Cooper next. <laughs> you fellas did it. Nope. What the fuck was it? It was. That was pretty that was, close. That was, okay, that was close. close. Yeah. You fellas did it. They're all home. Well, actually, Mayor, we didn't do anything. No matter. Who's to say your presence here didn't change something? Walter looks on at the survivors, very weary. No. My brother's right. We didn't do anything. And that scares me. Judy grabs her husband by the face and looks into his eyes. He doesn't seem to look at her or even acknowledge that she is there. Jimmy, are you all right? Jimmy's eyes roll back in his head, and he is immediately, and he, fuck. Words are hard. <laughs> What's hard? That has words. And he immediately falls limp and collapses to the ground. The other survivors all do the same, falling one by one into the dirt. Okay, what's that movie? The, with Bruce Willis? Is it, was it a Bruce Willis movie? Tucker! Like, just everybody was just... <laughs> <laughs> where what? No, it was a Mark Wahlberg where we like, uh, another oh, M. Night. M. Night Shyamalan. Another M. Night Shyamalan. Wasn't me. I didn't do this. <laughs> Not me. Uh, where the fuck was that? The other survivors all do the same, falling one by one into the dirt. They are unconscious. Bigly, wake up! The town begins to panic. <laughs> Jesus. Trying to wake the returned. Walter and Smitty look to each other. They know something is wrong. They can feel it in their guts. And then, there's a roar. Let me guys hear your roar. Adario? Beautiful. Mike? Amazing. Noel? Those are all amazing. I will not be using any of those. I will find something. But no, they're all great. I love them all. <laughs> and then there's a roar. The monster screams in the distance. Everyone in the town shrinks into silence. 
and stares up into the mountain, completely paralyzed in fear. A few moments go by in complete silence. Until, finally, a thud. Thud. They hear movement as the monster approaches. Thud. Then the mayor lets out a yell. Run! The town scrambles to their feet and everyone scatters. Families drag their loved ones' limp bodies away from danger. The brothers reach for their guns and draw them from their holsters and aim into the darkness at the base of the mountain. Blimey! Still looking to burn? Just shut up and worry about your aim. Today is not the day we die. The Bishop brothers hold steady as the rest of the town runs past them in a frenzy. I can't remember anything. Ew. <laughs> the monster jumps from the darkness and lands in front of Town Hall, slamming his fist into the ground as he does. The monster is hairy, gangly, and gargantuan. He seems almost 15 feet tall, with razor-sharp teeth and a jaw that juts out of his face and looks as if he could swallow a horse whole. <laughs> Slobber falls from the abomination's chin. Jesus! Shoot him! The brothers unload their weapons on the beast. It recoils... It recoils... In only slight... Fuck me. Words are hard. Words are hard. It recoils in only slight discomfort. The monster begins to thrash about, smashing carts nearby, and slams his arms into the building behind him, taking out a significant portion of the wall. As quickly as the men shoot, they pull out more rounds from their breast pocket, unload the empty shells from their guns, and reload in one quick and seamless motion. They open fire once more. The monster absorbs the bullets and is taken back slightly. Then, overhead, the brothers see a torch, and golf. Whoop. Then overhead, the brothers <laughs> see a is torch. That your torch sound, Mike. I like. It's like a tiki it's torch. Like a, yeah, like, like yeah, a blow torch. Yeah. Oh, a blow torch. Okay. I was thinking like tiki torch. Yeah, I was thinking oh. more tiki. Blow torch? Yeah. It's the wet wild wild west. It's the wild one. They, they got some badass torches in the wild wild west. All right. <laughs> it's the, have you not seen Will Smith's? It's the wild. Dude, wow. Will Smith is like wow. no I was waiting. example of anything in history ever. Yeah, I, but I, he is a motherfucking badass. So I, don't I know. was He's waiting for the Prince Wild Wild West reference no this qualms. entire episode. <laughs> it's the Wild Wild West. We we we. I've never seen it. Have you seen that video of them like enjoying magic? What? Oh, Have with David Blaine. That? Yeah, David Blaine yeah. and like the Smiths. That shit. <laughs> Fucks with me. That motherfucker fucks with me too much. I, That's okay. a great YouTube video. You should yeah. absolutely look that up. The, the Harrison Ford's in one too. Harrison Ford is in one? Yeah, David Blaine goes to his house and fucking what does he do? freaks does he not the give fuck. A fuck? Uh, he's Ford like, I have magic. Out. And he's like, I know. No, like, yeah. Does he Han Solo that yeah. shit? Like, No, he like, Han, like Harrison Ford legitimately is like, he's like astonished. And then he looks up to like David Blaine. He's like, Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> the fuck out. Like, he flips. Like, he's like, he, he can't believe it. That's great. <gasps> oh, man. Have That's you cool. seen... Okay, I'm sorry. Real quick. Have you seen Will Smith, like, talk about relationships? No. Why? Um, I feel like <laughs> I've he's seen been Fresh so Prince, rich yes. for so long 
like he, the things that we worry about as human beings, he hasn't had a struggle with. Like he's had creative control of his projects. He's always had work when he's wanted to work. He's able right. to build things for his family, and so he's he's very at peace. And it's yeah. like, fuck. I want to reach a level where I'm just that at peace. Is this a podcast to slam Will Smith or pro Will Smith? <laughs> I really don't know what what we're for or against. I'm, Welcome I'm to our podcast, like Flip a Will Smith. <laughs> we just yeah. watch Will Smith's like, life. Is yeah, we got to watch. This comes down to yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, want to get back to it? Yeah, let's get back in here. Let's finish this bad boy up. All right. Do it. The monster absorbs the bullets and is taken back slightly. Then overhead. The brothers see a torch engulfed in a flame fly over them and land square on the monster's head. They turn back to see Judy with a shotgun in hand and another strapped around her back. She throws one to Walter. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my voice. And yeah. I'm apparently spitting on myself. It's all right. um, that good. Hang on a sec. She takes a drag of a cigarette. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. They turn back to the monster who is frightened by the fire more than anything, and they watch it turn and head back towards the base of the mountain. Walter fires off a couple rounds from the shotgun. Kaboosh, kaboosh. The mountain returns. Do shotguns go kaboosh? That's how they go. Cool. You didn't, you didn't know? I mean, I have fired like two guns in my life. I'm sorry, whole have life, you guys ever so... lived in the Wild West? I'm sure it goes kaboosh, kaboosh. <laughs> <laughs> kabush, kabush. This is the 18 hundos, baby. <laughs> Knives goes to stab. The monster returns to the darkness and continues to shuffle up the incline, disappearing once more. What the hell was that? It's nothing good. It's getting away. We should go after it. The brothers look to each other, uneager to fall back into danger. Then they nod to one another. Oh, God damn it. Time to shine. Big boy. <laughs> the three does take it, up. Does it become a porno right now? Does it? Does it become a porno right now? This is where it becomes brothers, okay. not by marriage. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a kicky little gray area now, aren't right. we? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh. The three take off after the trail. Judy picks the torch back up off the ground and brings it with her. Exterior mountain night. The gunslingers journey through the forest of the trees. On the side of the mountain, they are following a trail of blood. Mm. Did you see the size of that thing? What on earth is that thing? I'm not so sure that thing is from Earth. What do you mean? Well, all I know is that there are some weird forces at play. Whoever or whatever... Put that thing here. It is dealing with something way more powerful than anything I have ever seen. Well, of course. I'm not lady. done with my life yet. <laughs> I interrupted her and I'm sorry. And I have experienced before. Now you may speak. Well, of course. The lady wizard who can see the future thinks the creature is magical and powerful as well. What a surprise. Judy shrugs off Smitty's stupid insults. Tell me, did you see that? Is your little visions? Is Jesus your Christ. My <laughs> bad. My bad. <laughs> All right. I, I hit the yeah. ass instead of the end. They're right next to each other, aren't they? Stone me. Script contract says I have to read it. Yep. Tell me, did you see that? 
is your little visions. <laughs> it certainly didn't seem like you did. <sighs> That's not exactly how it works. Well, how absolutely convenient for you. The three continue to scale the mountain. I think this monster is trying to protect something. Protect what? <clears throat> I'm not quite sure. But when I looked into Jimmy's eyes before they all fainted, I saw a faint glimmer in his eye. <laughs> a tiny green sparkle. It reminded me of something very dark, otherworldly. And they were up there, and, and, and I believe the monster is, is trying to protect whatever it is. Sounds like a bunch of hoopla bullshit to me. You even hear yourself? Walter shrugs off his undeniable connection to what Judy has said and decides to keep pushing forward. Um, he... it's, it's a Judy? Judy, sorry. Thank you. Walter shrugs off his undeniable connection to what Judy has said and decides to keep pushing forward. He reaches a clearing up ahead and sees a cave. The blood trail leads directly into the darkness of the cave. Settle down, you two. I think we've found them. They gather at the edge of the tree line and stare into the cave. Ugh, what do we do now? Oh, uh, well, why don't you tell us, future woman? Walter quickly turns to his brother and grabs him by the neck and pulls a finger up to his lip. Shh. They pause for a moment, and then another cry. Okay, I'll just use some of the clips from before. Alright. Let's get into my shit. A lot of narration right here. Dude, the monster <clears throat> wants someone to do him. Like, mm-hmm. real bad. Yeah. yeah. I like the fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> the scream pierces the air and throws the heroes back. The monster leaps from the cave out of the darkness and lands just a few feet in front of them. The beast quickly reaches out and grabs Judy by the waist and draws her closer to his mouth. He lets out another curdling howl. Judy screams in fear. The beast slams her down to the ground and he hovers above her. The brothers open fire again with their pistols. They seem to do very little harm to the creature. The monster leads down onto Judy inspecting her from only inches away. Judy grabs a torch next to her and shoves it into the eye of the monster. The monster cries out and stumbles back in pain. The brothers then charge it, continuing to fire away. Their pistols empty of bullets and the two simultaneously lunge at the monster, knocking it back while it's still unbalanced and the creature falls into its back, still screeching in pain. Walter climbs on top of the beast and pulls out the shotgun given to him by Judy. He cocks it and places the barrel square into the mouth of the screaming monster. Eat shit, you devilish fuck. Pew! <laughs> Pew! Pew! That had Pew. a silencer on it. <laughs> Pew! The shotgun goes off, throwing blood back into the face of Walter and silencing the beast. Walter cocks the gun and fires off one more. Just for good measure. Walter climbs down and goes over to help Judy up. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. 
Fucking sorry shit, but I am fine. You did good, little lady. I'm glad you were here. Smitty interrupts. Um, yeah, I'm fine too. Smitty's okay, everyone. No need to worry. The three gather around and look at the dead creature. What an ugly son of a bitch. Looks as if no other animal or anything I've ever seen. This thing is completely foreign. Well, it's dead now. Thank God. I might not thank him just yet. Suddenly, they hear a low rumble, and everything begins to shake. They stumble back confused and look around to see what's causing the noise. Then they hear a large crack and a single beam of light shines directly down on the dead monster. The heroes look up to see where the light is coming from. About 50 yards up in the sky, they see some sort of carriage or machine floating there just suspended in the sky. It appears to be made of metal or steel. They begin to slowly rotate in the air. Everything continues to shake around them as a low rumble becomes deafening. The dead body slowly begins to float off the ground and follows the light up into the receptacle in the sky. The light turns brighter and brighter, and the carcass gets closer to the source. And then suddenly, there is a bright flash, and everything is gone. The beast, the object in the sky, all vanish instantly. So just to do a recap, yep. this like generic 1950s mm-hmm. UFO yep. just like shows up yep. and like sucks up. Mm-hmm. What What is this beast made of exactly? What is what? What is like the it, material of this Is it like a carbon-based life form? Is it like feather-based? Oh, like, the beast? Yeah. 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 Is it uh, gaseous? Gaseous beast. <laughs> I would think more of just like monstrous, just like kind of like bear, kind of half Sasquatch, just... Just a Basquatch. A Sasquatch bear. A man. Sasquatch. A bear squatch. Bear squatch. A bear plane squatch. Bear plane squatch. Okay, so this is kind of like a furry creature that comes down the mountain and like disembowels people, right? Mm -hmm. And then this alien like 1950s spaceship with like the flying saucer with like the bubble where the alien captain sits. Right. Oh, like Martian man. And they're going, ah, ah, ah. Why did it choose to attack Judy and not yeah. like anyone else? Yeah, why did you choose? Because there's a 33% chance that it would attack Judy and not anyone else. I think there's several there's several <laughs> biological reasons it could have happened. We, but like, we are like so close to the end. Let's let's get to the end okay, and then okay, we'll okay, have okay, this okay, discussion. Okay, 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 sorry. We are we Go are on. so close to the we'll have this discussion. Cool. All right. So, yes, um, and then suddenly there's a bright, a bright flash and everything is gone. The beast, the object in the sky, all vanish instantly. What in the shit? Where did it go? A voice interrupts their gaze. It's coming from the cane. We don't have much time. They will be back. The three are startled and look at the cave. The man emerges from the darkness and approaches them. It's an old man with a large gray beard and a chain cut from around one of his legs. It's Mayor Bill Cooper. He is extremely tattered, covered in dirt, and visibly frail. He looks as though he's been there for days. I see you boys finally made it to our rescue. Thank God for that. 
Obviously, our current predicament has changed slightly since I wrote to you. The three remain speechless and continue to stare at the ragged old mayor. Oh, where are my manners? I'm Mayor Bill Cooper, and welcome to Ragged Rock. Okay, how long has the mayor been in the cave? Uh, it's, uh, it looks like at least a few days. Okay, why he just ragged from a few days? So, I, I get the impression that uh, he's been there longer, and that like he wrote these boys, and then was doppelganged, and oh. uh, we had, like, so we have, so, okay, we've got the village, we've got, uh, was uh the, it's the happening we've got invasion of the body snatchers mm. and we've got wild wild west mm-hmm. uh i'm just picking up a little bit of westworld vibes just oh, a yeah. teeny bit mixed with some lost My world is a beautiful and world. um I, that was not yeah. even close to the to the voice i don't know what th- that is right now uh, what this, this reminds me of a little bit is I don't know if you guys ever heard of this Silent Hill game that's like no you can't get it anymore with, with it the was babies a demo, with the knives and it was funny enough it involved uh, Hideo Kojima who worked with Kodemo del Toro oh shit I know and uh, basically you went through this hallway it was creepy as hell and every time you went from one door all the way to the end of the next door down these steps you went through one more room and then you were back at the beginning of that hallway if you went mm. back, you just ended up at the front door again, or you, or it'd be locked. And then the creepy shit happened all over the place. So I imagine if this keeps happening, it's gonna be like a fucked up Groundhog's Day. Fucked up well, Groundhog's well, Day. Well, Mike, Mike was on the money. Mayor Bill Cooper has been doppelganged. Oh shit! Whoever, whoever is in town right now is not the real Mayor Bill Cooper. All right, so I'm thinking, okay, so it makes me think of my favorite doppelganger story, which is one no one else in the world has ever heard of. Um, I'm speaking to all you other nerds out there. Back in the uh, late 90s, there was a series called Infinity Crisis in Marvel where the Kree were replacing all the superheroes with doppelganger versions of them. And then you got to see, like, Wonder Man fight Captain America, fight... Iron Man fight the Incredible Hulk fight Wolverine it was your chance to see all your favorite superheroes beat the shit out of each other and I ate I ate up every damn issue yeah I, I never it sounds cool I yeah. never ever seen or that or heard of it but someone out there has yeah, yeah. and you have made their day yeah, I thought you absolutely. said sigh a lot <laughs> My oh, obscure what? references. It's all I've got. Our listeners Silence. from South Africa, they're like, yes. oh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite doppelganger is um, the parent trap. Uh, first of all, there's that old version with the... Actual twins. Oh, no. Yeah. What, who? The actual twins from, like, the actual 1960s. Twins? They're not actual 19- twins. Oh, wait. They're not actual twins, are they? No. What? Haley something. Oh, my God. What is her name? I don't know. I'm the worst. But then there was uh, Lindsay Lohan, uh, yeah. who did the modern version. Yeah. Mm. This was pre-cocaine, right? Pre-coke? It's hard to tell. Pre-coke, which uh, is the new Coke... They're gonna they're gonna call pre coke. It's gonna be clear and made with real cane sugar. 
It's their uh, entry to the market to compete with Crystal Pepsi. I'm mm. not going to buy it. I love oh, it. Thank I'm you, Mike. It. That reminds me. I need to thank our sponsors before we wrap up this podcast. Yes, please. Uh, special thanks to Crystal Sex Peps. Um, if you can't get it up, grab a nice ice cold Peps caps. <laughs> and of course, uh, as always, Aunt, Aunt Sally's famous foot rubs. When you can't get one on the street, grab Aunt Sally. <laughs> Sally's foot rubs, it'll make you smile. Yes. Thank you very much. Triple them down. And uh, of Thank course, our, our main uh, number one sponsor is Laywax. Uh, if you can't get them to sleep, you can get them to eat with a Laywax. Laywax, it'll be great. Laywax, it'll make you sleep. Laywax, Laywax, Laywax. Do we have a promo code? Warning. Laywax may cause internal bleeding. Does not be Not intended for children. Also, no, 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 no. Batteries not included. And the Laywax may cause it. If you're overseas, you know there's going to be a time for it. Laywax. It's a quality product. And also, Frankie's. It's up the street. What is Frankie's? It's just a guy. It's up, it's up the street. The street. <laughs> go find it's out. Up the street. Do they sell things? It's, uh, I heard it's either out. a deli or a pizzeria, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they sell hard, hard, hardwood tools. floors. What? Yeah, hardwood, <laughs> hardwood floors. Uh, <laughs> but do they match the drapes? Yeah. <laughs> we make hard floored pizzas here. <laughs> Dude, Glendale is weird. Yeah, I'm saying know. nobody knows until you go up to Frankie's down the street and then see what they sell. Use promo code Frankie's. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the place. Frankie Chagoyan is he Armenian? I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and right. fat sales. No. Well, <laughs> cancel that. Lady and gents, we have, I'm sure, gone well past our time. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for getting us into this first chapter of. Just think of it. If you're confused now, we got two more whole episodes of this shit. Dude, I'm excited. The mayor was in a cave. Yeah, it's hard to tell where. This I mean, is it's gonna it's go. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. Um, thank you for being our guest, Noel. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. You absolutely me. killed it. Yes, you are welcome back. You, the bar whenever has been you want set to. so high. The bar has been set, oh. been set so high. You're a pod god. A pod god. Oh, a pod god. Oh, the pod god with the pod bar. Yes. Oh, shit. Even though no one can tell because. Oh, no. Radio. Everyone knows. We work on our pod bods daily. What is the a pod, pod bod exactly? You got to work on your lips and. Your lips. Yeah, you spend a lot of time. You spend a lot of <laughs> time in the gym. Work on Tatting. Tatting boots. Mostly, <laughs> we just try to get like a nice, even deadlift. Yeah. And, like, you got to have, like, a good, like, golden bake all across your body with some really full hair that's been, like, Joey, kissed please, with sea salt. please bring us home, for God's sake. Oh, yes. Um, Mike, let's go home. All right. This has been Flip a Script, a Big Kid Studio production. Uh, if you want to hear your story read on the podcast, you can send your script to bigkidstudios15 at gmail.com. I'm Mike Kolb. I'm Joey Skaggs. I'm Adario Mercadante. And I'm Noelle Fabian Dragon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Got it. Done. Boom.